last we left you guys here on the darkness that surrounds us, our Curse of Strahd playthrough, you guys had left the city of Daggerford on a mission for Lady Morwen Daggerford, the noble of the town, after several uh, local farmers in the region had been slaughtered by creatures unknown, the locals rumoring about wolves and werewolves having attacked the local farms. You were headed out towards one local farm to investigate the slaughtering of a family and the kidnapping of several children, being offered 200 gold apiece to help solve the mystery and bring an end to the raids upon the local towns and farmers. When you were called by locals standing on the road to come to the Thrasher farm, a farm that was not the one you were originally headed to but had been recently attacked, you found there Robert Thrasher, the... Uh, gentleman of the house had been killed, his wife barely alive, and nine-year-old son Tommy Thrasher had apparently been taken. After reviving Miss Thrasher, she told you that they were indeed wolves that walked on two legs, and that they killed the livestock, and attacked them, and then took her son, heading off into the woods. You guys, in hot pursuit, uh, headed outwards, following the trail as uh, you were able to scout out the pathway until uh, the woods became dense and thick and nightfall set upon you surrounded by strange mists and fog that you could not seem to dissipate even with the destruction of water as it should have worked. Um, you found yourself spending the night there in deep woods where you met up with Skylar's character Bert Beasley of Gorkinsons, who had been following you all, uh, attempting to figure out the uh, insurance claims for the missing and uh, killed people, and root out the source of uh, the uh, root out the source for all of these claims that had been happening in the area. He met up with you all and uh, camped out for the evening. The next day, you trekked through the woods for some distance. The treacherous fog seeming to only clear one potential path for you, until after about half the day or more had passed, you came upon a large set of uh, gates, a giant uh, stone edifice in the uh, center of the path surrounded by mountains on either side and the trail becoming a rutted out wagon trail with pools filled with dark water and uh, uh, the air becoming still and uh, cold, the sky never reaching full sun and overcast throughout. You investigated the uh, giant headless statues that uh, uh, surrounded the uh, area, and uh, Bert, knowing uh, very well about art, recognized that they were foreign from some distant land, but old and not tended for at least six, seven hundred years or more. The gate rusted out seemingly unattended you passed through investigating further finding tracks of both wolves and wolf-like creatures following them through the gates looking for the source of the missing children you once passing through the gates encountered immediately the smell of death upon the air uh, the scent of a decaying and de decomposing body you followed your nose until you found the uh till you found the source there at the uh edge of the woods was a young man who had obviously been mauled to death bearing with him a letter with a sealed uh b on it 
opening the letter, you found the letter came from somebody that was the burgomaster of a village called the village of Barovia. In the burgomaster's letter, he explained that they, uh, maybe I should just read the letter to you again, just to refresh everybody's memory since it's been, since it's been a minute, what say you? Aye. Hail, hail thee of might and valor. I, the burgomaster of Barovia, send you honor with despair. My adopted daughter, the fair Irina Kolanya, has these past nights been bitten by a vampire. For over 400 years, this creature has drained the lifeblood of my people. Now, my dear Irina languishes and dies from an unholy wound caused by this vile beast. He has become too powerful to conquer. So I say to you, give us up for dead and encircle this land with symbols of good. Let holy men call upon the power that the devil may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Let our sorrows be our graves and save the world from this evil fate of ours. There is much wealth entrapped in this community. Return for your reward after we have all departed for a better life. Signed, Kolyan Enderovich, Burgomaster. You all had attempted to leave and head back for the city of Daggerford. Wetrock, realizing that this land was entirely wrong and did not, should not exist in this part of the country, having run his liquor through this parts for quite some time, he was found the mountains and the, the woods to be entirely out of place and is entirely unfamiliar with a village called Barovia in a land called Barovia. You tried to turn back, only to find that the fog that had previously surrounded you stung and burned at the skin and prevented you from moving forward towards where Daggerford used to be. Having had to make staves against your constitution pushing through it, you all turned back and headed inwards through the gates. While investigating the body of the young man bearing Kolyan Andirovich's letter, the howls of wolves surrounded you, and eventually the party found themselves surrounded by wolves themselves. Large dire wolves pounced upon you, and through sheer luck and will, you were able to fend them off and defeat your foes. Wounded. From sheer luck. Wounded and somewhat worse for the wear. We find you all here now. It took you about half a day or longer to reach the gates, and then some time further to investigate the body. It's now probably four or five o'clock in the eve, and quiet outside of the, somewhat outside of the gates, the woods surround you you've traveled maybe a little bit further down the way and the trail seems to or wagon path seems to wind onward through the woods you've not heard or seen a soul since you have passed through these areas about five o'clock the sun never really seemed to rise as the skies are entirely overcast almost oppressive pushing down on you the air is thick hard to breathe with sort of a owl 
stale taste to it almost. You uh, very senses and sight and scent and touch just seem sort of muffled and distant as you sort of are passing through this area. On the outsides here, you are able to easily see the footprints of uh, what looks like a large two-legged standing wolf creatures heading onwards down the trail. That's where you find you guys now. What do you do? I'll turn first to uh, maybe to Urgoth McCoy, the uh, who is sort of a druid and familiar with lands and animals, as you have just been struck by these wolves, which I'm not sure what Urgoth Urgoth's a very animal forward individual. His feelings on this encounter that he just had. Um, I would like to investigate uh, sure. these creatures uh, that seem to be um, familiar and unfamiliar all at the same time. Sure. Uh, roll me uh, investigation. Okay. And that was investigation? Yes, sir. Please. Okay. Oof. Okay. With an eight. Uh, you can tell that these are abnormally sized for wolves. They, um, they're big. They're bigger than they should be. Um, and they're tougher than they should be. Like, bite and teeth are nastier. And it's unlike wolf behavior. You yeah. you can't say if they were... Other than to say this is unlike regular wolf behavior. Like, regular wolf behavior would be to try to single out a weak... A weak individual and separate it from the pack or from their party. Kill it and drag it off and eat it. You know, as prey, these didn't behave like normal wolves do. But that's this all This is too fine for wolves. It's not up to dwarven quality, but it's up there. Yeah. That was something we found out last time, too. Yes. The stoneworking is a fine, is a fine quality. Yeah. And it's definitely the, the statues depicted humans. Uh, conquering kings in fact, is what, um, or conquering warlords, in fact, is what Bert Beasley was able to determine. And in fact, Bert, you crit on that uh, history check for stone working. So um, I think it, it sort of comes to you. Uh, this is way before your time. Uh, but you remember learning histories about an ancient kingdom that far away like on the other side of the the globe from where you're at in Faerun, that had a conquering prince. And all you can remember of this sort of legend is there's a conquering prince that conquered the kingdom and it fell in, legends sort of say, it fell into darkness and was lost. And... If the if and the art, the art to, yeah, to Bert is the art to Bert is reminiscent of that part of the world. Yeah. Um, if what I think is depicted 
in these statues is true. The, I don't know, the far eastern kings of old. Yeah, that's what... Is, that's, yeah. This is something that we're, we really don't have our bearings to go walking in here. I never thought I'd see something like this in person. So yeah, it's getting late towards uh, four or sure, five o'clock. I'm, I'm working on a voice. I'll do a voice at some point. <laughs> All right. What does uh, Bert Beasley think? You're muted or something, Skylar. Oops, sorry, I was, I was blowing my nose earlier. I didn't think you guys wanted to hear that. No, uh, that's okay. We'll we'll, we'll it, cut that out of the we'll cut that out in, of the podcast. In character, that would be. Oh, well, Bert Beasley would certainly uh, blow his nose very loudly in a silken handkerchief. A, a musical quality. Yeah. Uh huh. It's it's getting late, and the uh, things are sort of damp and wet and cold. What does Bert think? Uh, Bert Bert Beasley, you know, remembers that body that I believe we we ended up burning uh, previously. You did, uh, and you he'd did. like to do um, you know, maybe if it's possible, looking at these the bodies of the direwolves, maybe a uh, medicine check. You know, as yeah, sure. a insurance man. Often he has to look at bodies. Uh, sure. So he'd like to see if it's you know caused by the 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 dire wolves or you know if it was maybe larger or smaller wounds or you know. Sure. Or... Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you're looking at the burned body to look at its wounds, what's left of it, or mm -hmm. you're looking. Mm -hmm. at... uh, okay. No, at the. Um... Oh, did it not send? It did send it. Not a great roll. So you're looking at the dire wolves to sort of get an idea of... of like the the size of the fangs in relation to the you know the wounds we had seen yeah previously. the wounds we had seen gotcha uh I didn't get your roll can you tell me what it was it didn't cross oh it's it's brain. over there now it's a uh, it's an eight uh that is Ergoth's roll unless you also rolled Ergoth. eight you are uh you are not Ergoth I don't know my screen it shows that I I rolled an eight. Maybe that's me too. Well, I will trust your eight because <laughs> why would you lie about an eight? Yeah. <laughs> I will. This I will. Is a long game, son. Don't you know that he's an uh, insurance man? These wounds seem reason. The wounds you remember seem reasonable for the size of the teeth of these dire wolves' claws. So you would assume yes. The body was killed by these wolves. Hmm. Feels strange that we were so quick to assume werewolves instead of dire wolves. I mean, a well, wolf's a wolf. That's what I always say. In the insurance business, anyway, they're not really categorized under you know different different things. You know, wolves, yeah. dire wolves, werewolves. It's a safe space on the insurance farm. It's just you know, Are wolves in wolves, general. Uh... Are dire wolves natural to this area? Um, roll well. You don't. You're not super familiar with this area. Um, right. I'll just. I would I'll be asking someone, probably not God, but if you want to play I'll, that, I'll, I'll give you this wet rock to the area that you're familiar with, which would be outside of Daggerford, several miles, several miles outside of Daggerford to the west. There should be no dire wolves. 
So where the hell do these dire wolves in this ancient stone crafting, why the hell are they out here in the middle of this forest for no reason? And no one in the town knows anything about anything other than werewolves. This didn't just appear out of nowhere. This is very strange indeed. That certainly is strange. As you sort of have been waiting or sitting around sort of talking and discussing it, um, the sun is beginning to set. It's approaching 5.30, 6 o'clock, and sun is starting to go down. Well, would we like to take a rest here this uh, this evening? Well, there there is since there's this wall, I wonder if we are close to some sort of village or habitation because um, making camp in the middle of these woods uh, concerns me a little bit. And if there's still what? a little bit of daylight, maybe we could make it to um, what if yes. we made safer territory. What if we, we make camp atop one of the turrets here? There's no one here. What if we uh, saw if we could get in on top of that wall by one of those trees? And uh, I think Bert we Beasley sleeps on top of no wall. <laughs> what? All right. Well, maybe it's just me. I like to look up at the stars. And there's no safer place in all these woods. I almost feel certain. This is what the gates look like. Yeah. So see all that vegetation up to the the elbow area of our uh, of our stately gar headless garrison there. Uh, you know, I think we're all spry. Much more spry than. It's up to you guys. Climb the make camp here climb try to climb up to a elevation and make camp or try to move through dusk and dark to try to find near civilization mm. maybe press forward a bit bogma cole's not climbing up a giant statue mm -mm. Mm, bogma of course that's, that's very tall i don't even come up to the ankles on that thing mm. 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 all I right I'm amenable. All right. You guys press on down the uh, roadway. Sorry. I'm amenable. I'm going to do something in the line of like a grunkle stand for here. You're basically Pappy Van Winkle. Um, <laughs> the original. You, you, uh, you guys press on down the roadway a little bit. Uh, you don't really need anybody to lead you as you're sort of following the uh, the pathway, but the going gets harder and uh, darker as you go and catching your footsteps. It's now, you've been traveling for maybe half a mile and it's now dark. When you say the uh, going gets harder, do you mean like our visibility is just decreased? Yeah, your visibility is decreased. Is the walking becoming more treacherous. The trail is rutted out, so uh -huh. like catching your footstep is a little bit harder. You occasionally will s step in puddles and stuff. Mm -hmm. yeah, and trying to avoid getting sucked into the mud pit. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just getting sort of hard to uh, hard to move on forward. Um, do you remember this mud coming in? 
he asked. In her I name. think we're going the the other way, right? We're, we're continuing yeah. on. Yeah, you're continuing. Oh. You're continuing Sorry, I on. We turned around. I, I I forgot that we went through the gate and then it. We just went you're, back. Right now, you're sort of right now you're sort of looking forward for some sort of civilization. Right. Um. The the woods sort of open up a little bit as you pass on after about an hour and there is uh, a clearing where the the woods have sort of baited just a bit and you hear the sound of um, uh, running water in the uh, distance uh, what sounds like a, a river embankment to uh, your uh, like to your left a ways um it's still quite dark and uh now there's sort of a you can see against the horizon sort of rolling uh hills but no uh no obvious civilization as far as you can see from sort of where you're at well i always say where there's water there's people and i always say where there's running water there's moonshine <laughs> park over here for a minute. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I think I think I'd like to. Maybe we should follow the, the river. So Sorry. are you, are you breaking I... off of the trail and. Towards the uh, towards the river. I am for sure, and I'm trying to find a spot to dig it. I need to find a place to dig out a thump keg. Okay. Uh, you're able, as you sort of head off the trail-wise, about, uh, about a quarter mile, in fact, you can see the trail sort of in the distance, you come to a, uh, river, uh, that seems to be, uh, flowing, uh, what way is it flowing? It's flowing opposite direction from where you're sort of headed, um, into deeper back into the woods, and as you sort of follow it along, are you sort of making camp at the river or trying to follow the river? Me, I'm trying to find a good place to dig out a little irrigation trench so I can set my thump keg and do up a batch while we're here. So you're gonna start water. you're gonna start distilling? Yes. It should take about four days. If you're gonna start that, um yeah, you're able to do that. That would be right by the edge of the river where you found it. Awesome. So, Wet Rock is wants to start digging out a hole right here by the river's edge. What's everybody else doing? <laughs> Are y'all going to make camp for the night then? I, I guess we're I guess making we'll camp. camp. <laughs> Wet Rock is digging a I mean, hole. It's, it's either that or we leave Wet Rock to his devices. <laughs> So I'll I catch up later. I guess we're making camp. I'll catch up later if you guys want to press on. It's just you know, right. we don't know which direction this it much goes. Unsupervised so. ground. Yeah. All right, you're you're Let's on a camp. you're you're on a wagon trail. You finally broke out of the woods and heard the sound of water. Broke off the wagon trail, went to the water, and then just started digging a hole. Imme and immediately started digging an irrigation trench. Yep. All so right. All right, is this, making... is this really what we, you know, not to hate on your love of alcohol? Who doesn't love a stiff drink? Uh, well, I'm a bit particularly, 
particularly a, I need uh, a, I need another one after how y'all are playing this game. <laughs> I, I'm a businessman. I, I need to I need to sell my wares. I've paid for everything on this trip so far. Uh, uh, you got you think this money just comes from nothing. You got to. Is an area full of werewolves and direwolves really the best place to be, to be brewing? You know, does it does the danger I give the it only an extra, an extra four hundred miles? All right, with all a right. silver axe. All right, all right. No, it's fine. Y- y'all, I, I, I'll quit. I'll pack up and leave. And y'all are y'all are make y'all are making camp. Who's taking watch? Or I'll take first I assume watch. you're taking. I assume you're taking watches. Yeah. I'll take first, first watch. First watch is to the Oracle. Who's got two? Bagmo's one. I'll do two. Uh, Urgoth is two. I'll go last. So, okay. Do I not go third? I can go third. You would be, you would be third, Wet Rock. Yeah, yeah. All right. That'll Bag- be the, the right spot in my, in my, uh, my distilling process, too, for me to take a break and, and, uh, and and pay attention to the surroundings. Bagmo. Your shift goes without event. Who's number two? That would be me. Ergoth, your shift goes without event. Number three. I feel like it is wet rock. Your shift goes without event. Man, you guys are getting lucky rolls. <laughs> I rolled rest less than ten every time on my D twenty. Nice. And uh, last but not least, uh, Bert Beasley, your shift goes without event. The morning comes. Everybody has had a long rest. Yep. Hey. You guys can mark a long rest. Okay, the distilling is done. I can carry what I've got here and age it on my back. All right, all right. All right. Here's how Here's how I'm going to rule on your liquor distilling. You're going to have to roll. You're not just going to tell me how much liquor you've distilled. Okay. Roll roll me a D twenty plus a, two. Okay. At D twenty plus two. I might just do that in uh in roll twenty then. However you want to do it. D twenty plus two. D twenty plus two. Oh wait. Pretty good. Okay. Oh wait. No, that's Sorry. So you rolled a ten. Uh you just were able to distill yourself a pint a pint. Okay. All right, that's good enough. That's good enough for growing. And then, so I fill in my trench. Uh, you know, just, right. just, just the morning pump keg. The morning comes, and I like I found it. The morning comes, and I will describe your surroundings. There is a slower moving river that seems to be flowing off to what you would presume to be the east, back towards the uh, the woods. And you can see in the distance to your north, about a quarter of a mile or so, is the wagon trail that you were on previously. Following the river on, as you sort of look, the ground becomes swampy, marshy, and almost like a large wetland as the river sort of branches into sort of multiple sloughs and um, like... uh, um, like, uh, like, I don't know what to call it. Multiple, where the river sort of branches into like almost delta-like area. Yeah, where it's uh, it becomes very swampy directly following the river on westward. Oh. Tributaries. That's another word. Yeah. 
you're able to sort of see that easier in the daylight is that further west along the river becomes a swamp. And you're able to see the road back north about a quarter of a mile. And you can see where it broke out of the woods. Uh, and you're sort of in this clearing area. As you look onwards along the road, everybody roll me a perception check. Yeah. Five. Seventeen. Eleven. Twenty-one. Mm. Wet rock. And bagma. You're able to see in the distance to the northwest slight uh, smoke rising over the horizon and now in the light of day you're able to see a large mountain that is looming in the distance of the northwest and against the horizon you see a castle like structure overlooking the overlooking the ground overlooking the entire like uh, valley that you are in and smoke on the horizon, just sort of out of your view, uh, to the northwest. As if some sort of settlement that you were not able to see in the evening. Well, I guess we we follow the road, because it kind of goes north. Yeah, the, no, the road sort of heads in the northwest direction. Mm -hmm. Towards this. Towards, towards the, the settlement. Yeah. yeah, there's like smoke in the distance of some sort, and uh, where there's trouble, we must go. And a large looming mountain with a quite ominous-looking castle overlooking the entire valley. Nice. Okay, you guys head onwards down the road, and eventually you come to. Uh, what looked like some ramshackle buildings start to appear. Um, most of them are sort of going to be boarded up as you come into what looks like a town. Sky is entirely gray and overcast. Um, and again, it feels just oppressive. And I'm going to take you there in just a moment. Uh, the road becomes more gravel. And it leads to a village. Tall houses there. They're as dark as tombstones. Nestled amongst these solemn dwellings are a handful of closed-up shops. You pass by a tavern that is shuttered tight. As you're sort of walking along this area, there's a soft whimpering that draws your eyes towards a pair of children that are standing in the middle of an otherwise lifeless street. There's a girl and a boy there. And the little boy is holding what looks like a teddy bear. And the little girl, boy, looks like he's about five or six. And the girl looks like she's about nine, twelve, slightly older. She seems to be shushing him and trying to comfort him. I'm going to take you there now.
guys are here. Uh, the little boy is crying. The little girl is uh, trying to comfort him and shushing him. What do you do, Wet Rock? Well, Bavima is going to go minister to these children, despite being a giant green lady with a charisma of eight. Mm-hmm. She is sure okay. that she can handle this. The little so. girl looks. The little girl looks a little bit frightened of you as you approach her. What do you say? I sort of squat down a bit so more eye level and like children hi she holds back some tears and she says there's a there's a monster in our house can you help us definitely she says uh our baby brother walter is in the third floor nursery and the little boy sort of starts crying, and uh, she uh, pulls him into like her shoulder, and she says, "I won't go back in there." Where are your parents? She says, "They're in the house. I don't know if they're okay. They they keep the monster trapped up in the basement." Okay. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. I don't know what it looks like, but I've heard it's terrible howls. I won't go back in. Our baby brother, Walter. Don't worry. We'll we'll go back in. She looks over at you and says, Thank you. My name is Rose. This is my brother Thorn, Thornwald. You're welcome, Rose. And don't shush his tears. He needs to cry. Let him. He just starts bawling. Bert Beasley strolls forward. He's a grandfather himself, so these poor children really tugs at his heartstrings. Hmm. And uh, he comes over and he pulls out a golden coin. And uh, uh-huh. does the old coin from out of your ear trick. The uh, little boy, sort. Of, are you doing it, the little boy or the little girl? Ooh, the, the little boy. Girls don't uh, need money, is what Bert Beasley thinks. He's, he's somewhat of a old sexist. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah, they... Um, Thorn sort of starts, stops crying a little bit. And smiles just a little bit. And uh, Rose, whose name is Roosevelta, looks over at you and she says, Thank you, mister. Oh, of course. Keep it. Buy yourself some candy. But we do have we do have more questions about this monster. You said your parents are still inside. What about the rest of this town? Have you lived here your whole lives? Is this Is this where you grew up? Uh, they nod. And it's is. Are there other people in this town, or are where is there anyone else here? She's. Ooh. She says there are. Where, where 
are they? We don't. We haven't seen anyone. Just the two of you out here on your own. And all these goddamn birds. Yeah, she says. Ah, uh, uh, there are not many. They live in the rest of town. Please help us. Please, Walter. Walter may die. Help us. Is there a reveal magic scroll or? It's like a spell or a perception. Sorry, it, can I do perception to make sure that uh, I'm want to see if we're if we're being hoodwinked? Hoodwinked. Yeah, yeah. Uh, roll perception. Perception. Oh boy. Um, you don't detect anything obvious. All right, he's going to run over towards that gate then. Okay. Because he hates seeing these kids being so upset. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's a big old softy, even though he's, you know, a drunk businessman. Yeah. Uh, so, Whitrock so uh, gives him the pint on his way out. A wet rock as you run over there's a wrought iron gate on hinges on one side and a lock on the other that uh, fills the archway of a stone portico the gate is unlocked and its rusty hinges shriek when the gate is opened there are oil lamps hanging from the portico by ceiling chains flanking a set of oaken doors that open into a uh, foyer do we be like seeing open. anything on the screen other than a black background Oh my goodness! Did it? You should be able to see. Uh, you should have vision right here. We can see the. I can see the portico. Yep. Yeah, you, you may just roll around just to to get to it. Zoom out. Yeah, I'm doing it. Because you should have vision. I fixed all of that. Don't. I don't have anything other than a black screen. Let me double check you. I mean, I see where you're clicking. Oh, it's shoot. It's coming out, but it's just black. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Daggum okay. it. Why did it not do that? No, I got it now. Yeah, I had to fix it. All right. Okay. So you see that You see that portico. You opening the door, wet rock? Um, I think I'm looking at the crew, and I'm saying, do or die time. Okay. You open the door. And the uh, door opens up into a uh, hallway. Hanging on the south wall of the foyer is a shield emblazoned with a coat of arms. Uh, there, the hallway is flanked by portraits of what look like stony-faced aristocrats. Um, there are mahogany-filled double doors leading from the foyer onwards. What do I notice about these uh, people that are framed? I mean, that are in these portraits. Can I roll uh, up an investigation or perception? An investigation, probably. Right? Yeah, sure. The or uh, yeah, and uh, just perception, maybe. Perception, okay. Investigation would be like if you're looking for traps or anything like that. Okay, uh, they have sort of dour faces. Um, the shield, the coat of arms, is emblazoned on a shield. It is a uh, golden windmill on a red field. Um, the uh, portraits have names underneath them, and they all have the last name Durst. 
so and so Durst, and they all have like titles, like Visicant and whatever else, like some sort of titles of nobility. I guess I'll roll history to see if any of those ring any if the Durst name rings any bells. But I'll I guess... just I'll just tell you you don't. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of them. Okay. There are mahogany doors that there are mahogany doors on the other end. Well, no, we're already here. We might as well just keep yep. going. Okay. Everything is sort of dark inside of the house, but uh, it seems to be like well maintained. Um, there's no dust or signs of age. The floorboards and panels are well oiled, and the, everything is non faded and relatively new looking. As you enter this area, uh, there's a wide hall that's running the width of the house, and you see a uh, marble fireplace uh, at one end and a sweeping red marble staircase at the other. Uh, mounted on the wall above the fireplace is a long sword with a windmill cameo worked into the hilt. And there are wood panelings, uh, ornately uh, sculpted uh, with vines, flowers, nymphs, and satyrs, and things like that, worked into the wood paneling inside of this uh, this room. And I'm going to change the audio work up. Did we collect the valuables for the kids? Let's uh, not case the place quite yet. Uh, are you sort of wet rock? Are you sort of looking around for valuable things and stuff like that? Well, I, I just heard what you said about the mantelpiece and what was over it—the ornate yeah, things, uh, ornate the sword with a. If it was, you know, part of their family legacy, I don't want to come in here and not bring out something of valuable, uh, something of value that they can remember their parents by. If we find everybody in here dead. Uh, but I guess we can catch it on the way out as long as no one else comes behind us and takes it. Okay. Um, wet rock. As you're sort of looking around at valuable things and stuff. Like I actually that. don't have, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any ill intent. I'm not trying to thieve this place. No, I'm not suggesting you are. about those kids. I'm kind of obsessed with them. Honestly, they're great. Not, su not suggesting you are, but you're, but you're sort of looking at the art and at valuable things. Roll me perception real quick. Wet Rock's rolling a lot of perception. Anybody else that sort of is looking around can roll perception, or if you're just sort of in the room, what's your passive perceptions? Which is 10 plus your uh, modifiers. 10 plus whatever your perception modifier is, is your passive. My passive's 12. 11. Okay. Those of you that have a... What's your passive, uh, uh, um, Bert? Uh, an 11. Okay. Uh, those of you with a 12, Wet Rock, who's looking around, and uh, Bagmo, who has a passive of 12, um, you notice on the wood paneling, uh, it's ornately carved with vines, flowers, nymphs, and satyrs, but uh, worked into that is... Uh, Inconspicuously, there are skulls and serpents woven into the uh, 
working into worked into the uh, wood paneling. There are other doors to the north, and there is a red marble staircase heading upwards. And this doesn't have anything to do with the with the sword. It's the most impressive thing in the room is the woodworking. Yeah. Okay. Bert Beasley, remembering they said their younger brother was on the third floor, starts to just thunder up the stairs to save this child. Okay. Is everybody following old Bert? I guess so. I can't let Grandpa Bert go alone. That's right. He's not running up those stairs without without me giving chase for no reason other than he's also running. Okay. Um, I can't see someone run and then not go in the same direction. So I get I'm I'm following, but I'm going to sort of linger a little bit behind because I don't trust um, this environment, and I want to sort of cover our tail, as it were. Mm. Okay, ta- okay, tail cover. Uh, Bert Beasley, who's in the lead, thundering up the stairs, followed by Bagmo and then Wet Rock. Uh, Bert, the stairs come to a landing on the second floor and um, they um, do continue on upwards. Thank you. Soundscape. Yeah. Strange noises. Uh, The stairs continue on upwards. um, But on this first landing that you come to, there are unlit oil lamps mounted on the walls of an uh, elegant hall. Hanging on the mantelpiece above the fireplace is a uh, wood-framed portrait of a family. There's a woman, in an adult woman and an adult man with two small children that you recognize as Rose and Thorn. Mm-hmm. And cradled in the father's arms is a swaddled baby. Um, the uh, Are you looking at the portrait or just sort of other things that are in the room, there are standing suits of armor that flank the doors. Sorry, Siri went off and it confused me. Standing suits of armor flank wooden doors in the east and west halls. Each suit is clutching a spear and has a visored helm that's shaped like a wolf's head. The doors to this rooms also have carvings on them. Bert and Beasley the... remembers they said the child was on the third floor. So he just ignores everything else and continues on ahead. Agreed. We're sprinting for that third floor. All right. Ignoring the portrait or anything like that? Oh, for sure. Not looking at anything. I I know once Bert starts running, uh, yeah, he's coming with. Like, I mean, he's, he's a good few steps behind, but he's We've already been too late to save one kid on this trip, so I'm thinking the future, is probably not the future premiums, really. <laughs> All right, let me let me get everybody up here, okay? Before y'all do anything. He's not about to let an insurance man out sentiment him, so All right. I'm not gonna be shown up by this suit wearing twerp again. That's right. So we got we got sentiment, religion, and and cold hard math, all in confluence to save this child. Well, thank God, Ergoth 
is keeping a watch at the foot of the stairs. So at least no one can come in the front door and attack us. Uh, there you go. All right. What do the, we do uh, when we need to sneeze? We mute it, right? That's we just got to be quick. That's the usual etiquette. Okay. All right. You, Bert Beasley, you charge upwards to the third floor. The red marble staircase comes to its full height, and the balcony up here is dusty. It is not maintained at all, and it looks like nobody's been up here in quite a while. There is a uh, uh, suit of black plate armor standing against one wall, draped in cobwebs. There are oil lamps uh, mounted on oak-paneled walls. Again, there are carvings on the walls. And that's what you see at the top of this staircase. There are uh, rooms heading off to the... Uh, there are no dead left bodies? To, left and right. It's dusty and such. Do we hear okay. anything? Rooms, there's rooms going to the left and the right. Uh, Bert, you should be here. Can you see yourself? I, I got it now. Yeah, I just, I don't think I was on the right layer. Okay. Um, what are you doing as you reach this? Uh... Uh, Bert Beasley listens keenly to see if he can hear, uh, what was the child, Wilbert? Walter. Walter. Uh, to see Walter. if he can hear Walter the child Wilbert. Is. Walter Wilbert. Uh, you hear not much of anything. Hmm. Uh, he just calls out the name Walter. Child, where are you? Bagmo, as you're standing there, you notice something. Mm. The roll, you notice something real quick. Roll me perception. We'll see how quickly you notice it. In an instant, it catches your eye. The cobweb-covered suit of black armor seems to move ever so slightly. And it takes a step towards you. Oh, Bagmo, shit. you've caught it just instantaneously, Bagmo, with your good perception. What do you do? I guess it's time to try and get a hit on it. Right? That's up to you, Bagma. Unless Walter is a suit of armor. Whoops. <laughs> Bagno, you slash an eight, but miss terribly. That's a little loud. So funnily enough, when we were on the second floor and saw the, the suits of armor, I was tempted to go like peek in the visor and see if anything was in there. But we ran past it too quickly. And now you've just attacked the black suit of armor. And so we're all in battle with the black suit of armor or what has happened? Yep, it's attacked. Everybody, uh, when I give the command, just a moment. I'm going to have you roll initiative. I need to make sure the tracker is clear and it takes 30 seconds for this thing to load. 
roll 20 is so slow. Gracious, it's still not loaded. Everybody can go ahead and roll initiative, I guess. I'm going to clear it anyway. Alright, we got Urgoth and Wet Rock. It did not capture Burt's, so, because it took so long to load. 14. I'm working on it. Got it. It got it on my end, anyway. Yeah, it's just... Roll 20 is slow. And Bagma, what was your initiative? Five? Yeah, I guess when I swung at him, I went off balance a bit. <laughs> you got a surprise round, basically. All right, Urgoth, you're up first. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, speed's thirty, so. Yeah, I can get here. So, um, I am going to uh, give him a stab with my Wickwa. Alright. That is a miss. Oh, darn. Yeah. Bert Beasley, you're up. Bert Beasley pulls out his long sword and makes a mighty uh, single-handed swing. Okay. And, and probably doesn't. doesn't That's a miss. Wet rock. Yes. I'm gonna shoot a crossbow at him. I guess I'm gonna kind of do like a little bit of a roll and set up on the elbows so I have a really good shot. Okay. But sorry, that was uh, the attack. that was the attack. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let me redo. Uh, fourteen is a miss. Bag mode. So, uh, let's see. If I move right here, I want to cast Thunder Wave and not hit my peeps. I'll let you do that. Okay. Okay. So it has to make a con save. Oh, it fails. So it's going to take 10 thunder damage. And is it pushed? Uh, yes. Push 10 feet away. Okay. 
I'm gonna go with it. Let's push to about there. Uh, it's gonna try to grab the person nearest to it, which is Urgoth. And Urgoth, a 22 to hit. Yep. That does six bludgeoning damage to you as it smashes at you. Okay. And then, uh, Urgoth again, a 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. Does seven bludgeoning damage, not the crit. Okay. Uh, you're up, Urgoth. This thing just smashed you. Um, okay. So, what I think I'm going to do is, uh, I'm going to use burning hands here on the idea that um, whatever this is, if there's anything in this, it's in metal. So I want to try to make this as uncomfortable as possible. Okay. So, um... Let's see. And I'm going to aim it in his direction because it is a cone of effect. Okay. And um, that's going to be 3d6. Ignore that. I accidentally clicked on something. Okay. <laughs> Way to get that one out of the way. Okay, so Burning Hands is what, a saving throw? Um, Burning Hands, 15 says cone. Um... It does not say. S it's oh, it is. A it is a deck, deck saving throw. As I say, it's either a saving throw or a. Uh, yeah, throw. it's a deck save throw. Okay, well, I don't care what your save is. It rolled a five, so it misses. And it takes ten uh, fire damage. It is fire, right? Yes. Yes, it is. All right, Bert Beasley, you're up. Bert Beasley. A man who doesn't like to think too much and just swings again. You're running up to it? Oh, yeah, no doubt. All right, move your token wherever you're going to be. Uh, 18 is a hit. Was that a one-hander or two-hand? One-hand, you're carrying a shield, right? Yeah, that's always going to be one-handed. Okay. Wet Rock, you're up. All right. It, does it cost money? It costs money to move, right? Uh, you, it, it costs movement. Yep. I'm going to move there. And then I'm going to um, blast a crossbow shot. All right. Uh, oh, that's no good. I know. For some reason in 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 battle, man, absolutely perfect. It's all the drink. Business drink. man, not a business man. Just stay out of my business, damn. All right. Bagma, you're up. All right, he needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Uh, probably not this thing's strong suit. That's a one. 
five necrotic damage. All right, Bagmo, describe how you necrotize this thing and destroy it. It's metal. I think it just maybe like rusts and falls yeah, apart. Yeah, I, I, I reach out my hand and the sound of a creepy old bell fills the air. And you all feel a little shiver go down your back. And then yeah. it starts to sort of age. And the joints of the armor just sort of fall away. And so pile on the floor. And it's, yeah, it's now just a pile of black stuff on the ground. That's that rusty dusty. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Bert That's Beasley not, gets the sense that it. there might not be a small child here after all. Who had the passive perception of 12? That was you, Bagmo? Mm -hmm. I also have a passive perception of 12. Those of you with passive perception of 12 notice as you're up here looking around in the wood paneling, uh, you notice uh, there are tiny corpses hanging from trees and worms bursting up from the ground that are sort of worked into the artwork. A lot of them? Like they're... they're tiny corpses being hung. Mm. This is not how I would decorate the children's wing of my mansion. I checked those little bastards outside for magical concealment as the best I could and found nothing. It's possible that they have a family that's been killed up here. But what do we do? This is obviously a weird... Yeah, there is a door to the uh, north here and a door to the uh, south here. Oof. Well, do you guys want to go north or south? Should we stick together? It was guarding these doors right here, so maybe check the doors it was guarding. That makes sense to Bert Beasley. Mm. Okay, which door are you uh, stepping through here? This one. Well, hold Is on there. A... Pa passing through walls on me. Sorry. I thought that was a door. It is. Uh, let me, I'll describe what you see in there. Hang on. Uh, you open that door, and there are dusty shelves lining this room. Uh, a few of them have sh folded sheets and blankets and old bars of soap on them. Uh, there is a uh, cobweb-covered broom in the against the far wall. Are you going into the room and poking around? Nah, <laughs> just, a, just a closet. Oh, a room. I thought you said a broom. There is a cobweb-covered broom? There is, there, it is a room with a cobweb-covered broom lying against the far wall. There are <laughs> Are you going into that cobweb-covered broom, Bagmo? All right, shall we check this next room right here? For sure. For sure. Okay. All right. You open the door to this room to the south. Dust and cobwebs shroud an elegantly appointed bedroom. There is what looks like an, an adjoining room that would be like a nursery. There are double doors set with panes of stained glass, overlooking what looks like uh, maybe like a balcony. Um, let me give you a little bit more here. Bedroom contains a large bed, two end tables, and a wardrobe. 
Mounted on the wall next to the wardrobe is a full-length mirror with an ornate wooden frame. Um, there are, uh, like, gossamer uh, curtains around. The whole area is covered with dust and uh, dust and cobwebs. Let's check out this nursery. I'm not optimistic. They're right here. Yeah. Are you opening the door? Yeah. You're opening the door to the nursery? Uh-huh. How did you do that? You just managed to I just, pass I mean, don't you walls. just walk through? Yeah, I need to. Yeah. As you as you do that, Bagmo, um, bum, 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 something happens. A ghostly visage of a woman appears near the uh, fireplace. She remembers the kid's name. Yeah. It's the baby. It's the dead baby. We need to think about them live them living kids. Was one of them Frank and the other uh Babadoo? Rose. The ghostly Rose. image the ghostly image of this woman floats oh. towards you screeching. And she uh you hear the uh her ghostly voice howl Murderers and everybody roll initiative. Gosh. The uh, battle music's a bit loud again. Yeah, I'm working on it. Okay. Is that better? I think so. Oops. Yes, better. Sirenscape turns it up to 11 for, like, everything. Okay, I need initiatives for Bert Beasley. For some reason, I didn't go into the tracker. You've got a 15. And Bagmo, yours didn't make it on the tracker either. You got a 5. Bagmo's got a 5. Bagma, what's your dexterity? It is 10. 10. Okay. The ghost is going to go just before you. All right. Up first is Wet Rock. I guess... I mean, once you roll initiative in D and D, the fight the fight is on, or is there like a, a period where we can? Uh, right now, it's right now it's moving to attack you. You can do whatever you want, but it's it's moving like, to attack you. We're here on behalf of your children. Yeah, this is the as you sort of look at it, what you see is that this specter is resembling a terrified looking, skeletally thin woman. And it just seems to be like 
blubbering and uh, you made up the word murderers but nothing else. Okay, well, here we go. Crossbow. At that ass. Okay. Uh, 18 is a hit. Finally. This is my first hit of the whole campaign. Now, is this imbued with magic? Is this your uh, your weapon that you have uh, artificed? Mm. You know, Jeff, I'm going to have to be honest. I did not, <laughs> I did not imbue this at my artificing stage. Uh, instead, I, I imbued my light hammer, which... Okay. Uh, you know, that's fine. In within range to honest, you. honest. Eighteen is a hit. Great. So should I go for a roll? Yeah, give damage? me the damage. Give me the damage roll. Getting money. <laughs> As you 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 slash a chunk at it. Uh, Bert Beasley, you're up. You see this ghostly visage of a terrified, skeletally thin woman who's screaming and howling and flying in all of your directions as Bagma opened the door to the nursery. Uh, Bert Beasley hates the undead in all forms as it tends to complicate the insurance payout. So he charges forward and when you know it, swings his one attack with a longsword and misses. Uh, unfortunately, yes, that is a miss. Urgoth. So, Bert, you're right up on the ghost. Okay, so um, I am... Let's see. 14, you're at the door. 15, 20, 25, uh, hmm, 30. So I'm going to get to an angle here where I'm hopefully not going to burn Bert. And I am going to um, produce flame using cantrip. And then fling it at uh, this ghostly specter. Okay, so... I'm trying to figure out how this... Uh... And, and Bert, if I, if, if I get nip you with this, I, I'm, so, I'm sorry. Oh, that's fine. I'm no, you can target a creature. This is a creature, so it's like yeah. you're aiming. You're aiming at the thing. Yeah. But a, a ten is a miss. Got it. Uh, the ghostly visage of the woman grabs Bert Beasley, and she lets out a horrible howl. Uh, does a ten hit you, Bert? Oh, not even close. In your face! As she tries to drain your life force from you, but uh, you manage to fend, fend off this uh, attack. Uh, do, I need to, she's uh, do I need to make a constitution saving? Only throw? if it hits. Oh, okay. Good enough. Bagmo, you're up. But I think your blood turns kind of cold as you feel the touch of this... Uh, this spirit, this angry spirit that has grabbed at you. Alright, it needs to make a constitution saving throw. Man. No blood would work. Doesn't work out. 12. 
Uh, let's see. What is my spell? I'm not sure what my spell save is. Where is that on this? Oh, so it meets. So I guess it does not take any radiant damage. Okay. Your spell save DC was 12. Yeah. All right. Back up to wet rock. Yeah. I do You're stuff. up. I do stuff with my crossbow. Uh, uh, a six is a miss, I'm afraid. Yeah, no. Yep. Bert Beasley. He's it just the tried worst to gra- crossbowing, but yet he always uses that and only that. Oh, Bert Beasley is just good at one thing, and that's. That's hacking. Winging his sword. Oh, he hits. That's a hit. And. Bust his ass up. Damage. Oh, yeah. Feel the pain. Does. Urga. We're here for you. We're no murderers. Okay. Um, I am going to uh, shoot another flame here. Okay. That's a hit. Sweet. And the fire seems to do more to it than the uh, swords and arrows have done. Yes. Creature is going to grab at Bert Beasley again. 12 to hit you, Bert. Gonna need an 18. So that's a miss. It manages to not drain your life. Oh man, 16 necrotic damage would have been a nasty nasty blow it, oh for certain for certain but you managed to fend that off bagmo you're up your warhammer is a miss mm-hmm. wet rock all right, I'm running up on this thing with the silver hammer, and I'm striking. All right, move your character to wherever you want to go. Tired of missing. Sorry. Uh, don't know where to. There we are. No, no, it's over right. here. Yeah, I'm over here. All right, 18 is a hit. Well, and this know. is the weapon that you've infused magically, right? Yes. Did you yes. add your? You added the plus one into it. No. So it's really a 19. There you go. But it doesn't really matter. It's a hit anyway, right? It is a hit. But it also does plus one to the damage as well. Hell yeah. Six damage. So it's six bludgeoning damage. Uh, As you strike it with the magical hammer, the spirit fades away and vanishes into the air. Guys, I don't know how cut out you guys are for sprinting but i say we get the hell out of here and go see if we can find those kids this ain't what we thought it was i just want to go check out the nursery real quick oh yeah i don't i don't think those kids are who they said they were because wet rock collapses onto his knees and starts crying can't take it okay 
as you sort of uh, open up the uh, the nursery suite, um, it contains a crib with a hanging black shroud. Oh no! Ah! <laughs> ah, those kids were lying. Do you part the shroud? Yes. Inside of the crib parted the shroud is a uh, baby-sized bundle lying in the crib. Can I sense how long it's been dead? Let me do a medicine trip. Uh, you don't feel anything there at all. Are you unwrapping it? I guess. Just a little. Okay. You Not find in a disrespectful way. You find uh, nothing inside it. Nothing. Is there anything else in the room? No. Are we looking at a situation of pure swaddling clothes? Just swaddling was there. And you said these doors are to the balcony? Yeah, there's like an outdoor balcony there. Um, if I step out on the balcony, would I be able to see the kids? Uh, yeah, you'd overlook the area. Are okay. you stepping out there? Yeah, do I see them down there? As as you do, you find you see nothing but fog. In fact, the fog has become so dense that it is the same fog that you had previously seen. It is oppressing and pushing on you as you open the doors. You can't see the street below at all. And in fact, make me a constitution saving throw. All of us, or just no, just her. Uh, you managed to fight off the uh, the feeling of it pushing against your very being, but it stings and burns, and it's hard to push further forward. I hate frosting. Ooh. I mean, I guess now my best option is to go back inside the haunted house. <laughs> Did you tell us anything that you saw, or? She couldn't see anything, just oh. oppressive fog surrounding everything. I come in gasping for air. Yeah, basically. Wet rock. Those kids were lying. We need to get the hell out of here. Well, there's a lot more house to explore. Okay, now I feel we can loot this damn house and clear conscience. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is there anything in the wardrobe? Roll me, roll, me roll me perception. What are you doing? I just want to make whiskey. What is happening here? <laughs> Everybody roll perception then. Uh, you notice nothing in the wardrobe. The wardrobe is empty. As you're sort of all looking around and taking stock of your surroundings. Wet Rock. Right where you're at. Wet Rock. Right where Wet Rock is at. You see... Uh, there's a little crack in the wall that is somewhat abnormal and you're able to sort of like I hit it with dig your yeah you hit it with your hammer yeah right. as you do it that really is fussing again a door opens oh okay I don't need to roll for that one nope you hit it with your hammer you already rolled it with your perception check okay. it was a DC 12 to notice 
the crack in the wall, a door opens in the wall that wasn't there previously into a small hallway with a set of uh, sort of dank wooden steps that are heading upwards into like an attic-y kind of area. Mm-hmm. He's like... <laughs> Those kids were lying! Ah! And then he runs down the stairs. It, there's, they're going up from where you're at. There's up, no sorry, downstairs up the here. Up the stairs. You're going up the stairs? Yeah. He's in hysterics. He's emotionally uh, 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 flamboyant, I guess. So what did, what did Wet Rock find? Wet Rock, uh, looking around, found a small crack in the wall. He hit it with his hammer, and it opened up a uh, secret door in the wall with a set of steps that are going upwards. And Wet Rock... Uh, Climbed. Immediately ran them. Yep, ran climbed. up the steps. Okay, are we following? I guess so. What else is there to do? There's All a right. screaming dwarf running upstairs. He's in hysterics. All right, hold on. I'll take you there. Wet rock. The stairs lead upwards and round a corner. You guys are over here on this portion of the map now. And I'll open up the door here real quick. Change this so you can't pass through doors that aren't open. All right, give me just a moment and I will describe the scene to you. Uh, the doors open into a uh, sort of an empty looking uh, hall that is choked with dust and cobwebs. Uh, there are uh, there's a door in front of you that has a padlock on it that is locked tight shut. And there down this hallway over here there is a door to your immediate south and then two other doors here and here around the bend of the hall. I mean, I assume the padlock is where the good stuff is. Oh, Or the bad stuff. Usually. It is locked up tight. If only we had that youth who likes to hang out a hot topic with us here. Right. Should we just... Should I try to strike the lock with my magically imbued uh, hammer? Uh, You sure can. You said the locked door was on the south side, or...? Uh... Or is the locked door, lock door is this one right here. Yeah, okay. Then I'll hit it with my hammer. Uh, Make me an attack roll. An attack? Okay, so we gotta see if I pass them. Yeah. Do you smash the lock or not? Uh, you make a hit with a 13. It's plus, it's plus one. 14. Roll the damage. Okay. After this is over, somebody can show him how to do that in D&D Beyond, how to add plus one. Plus one. Yeah. So five. five bludgeoning damage. With five bludgeoning damage, the lock is old, and it snaps off and breaks open. Opening the door? Opening the door. Okay. 
He's not, open the, he's not screaming you, anymore. He's sniffling, yeah. but he's got and, his composure. All right, sniffling wet rock. As you open the door, the room contains a bricked-up window flanked by two dusty wood-framed beds sized for children. Closer to the door is a toy chest with windmills painted on its side and a dollhouse that is a perfect replica of the dreary edifice in which you stand. These furnishings are draped with cobwebs. Lying in the middle of the floor are two small skeletons wearing tattered but familiar clothing. The smaller of the two cradles a stuffed doll that you immediately recognize. Defend our kid. Which was held by Thorn standing outside. The body of a young girl about age 9 or 12 and the body of a young boy skeletal body of a young boy holding the skeleton kids. holding the teddy bear well as you enter the room one moment yeah that's what you see There's a dollhouse. There's a toy chest here and a doll dollhouse here. The dollhouse is a replica of this house. Right. I think we found the kids. Um. We can either bust out this window and see what we can see, or look at this model of the house that looks to be a replica and see if there's something that we might want to be exploring. Uh. I'm going to cover the children's skeletons with a blanket. Bert Beasley wants and say a few words to look at the kids before you do that to see if he can tell how long they've been dead. Hey, Bert. Wow, he really should have paid more attention. And <laughs> that was the first one, a six. I don't know Six. Why I doubled or old. Uh, they've been dead for some time. Some time. Some long period of time. Uh, you said you were looking at the dollhouse, Wet Rock? Yeah. Did I hear that correctly? Yes. As you start to investigate the dollhouse, rising up from the two bodies are two ghostly figures. I turn to him. And I say, why did you trick us? And uh, they say, they just sort of look confused at you and they say, the girl says, leave my dollhouse. I'm not interested in the dollhouse. I'm interested in you. We didn't trick you. I saw a girl and a boy holding that same doll down on the street and they asked us to come inside to save their parents and their little brother. Everybody in here is dead. I feel like we've been tricked. Don't leave us. Do you need help? Do you need us to do something for you so you can move on? They, uh, they just, the little girl says, don't leave. We're not going anywhere. And the little boy is uh, crying. And they say, the little girl says, our parents locked us in here to protect us from the monster. 
We wolf? died of the we died of the hungers. Was it a wolf or a vampire? They don't know. They just they don't know. We died of the hungers. Wow. It's, there's a monster in the basement. Where's your Where's your mother and father's room? Uh They don't answer. They pointed the dollhouse. Is it okay if I take a look? Yes. Investigation. You uh, look at the dollhouse, and uh, she's able to point to a room on the second floor that is uh, mother and father's room. We're on the third floor now? You're in the attic. Would be the fourth floor. And she says, she says, uh, yeah, basically they locked them in there to protect them from the monster in the basement. Well, do you guys want to go to the basement and see this monster? Or should we go to the parents' room and see what we might learn? Kind of just, I mean, there's a couple other doors around here. So just, just <clears throat> want to explore the rest of the attic first? Yeah. Don't leave. We're going to take care of the monster. You, you can't go. Here. I'll, I'll, no. stay with, I'll stay with you. She seems placated by that, by you staying. Bert Beasley can, wants. Can to you come with us? Down here. Um. She looks over at you, and she comes up to you. She sort of floats over to you, and uh, roll me a charisma saving throw. Oh, Jesus. Her ghostly body floats into you, and you are possessed by Rosvalda Durst. Oh, no. She, uh, you, uh, you can feel her sort of inside you, and, uh, you know what Rose knows. And uh, Rose sort of tells you the way into the basement is through a secret door here in the attic. Uh, you gain the following flaw. I like to be in charge and get angry when other people tell me what to do. Shall I stay here with your brother? Or can he come along with me? Uh, he moves over and roll me a charisma saving throw. Looking for it. Sorry. Where is it? Uh, oh yeah. See it. I mean, he's going to try to possess you. Yeah. Uh, you're able to fend it off. If you're resisting it. Yeah, you're able to fend it off a little bit. And, uh, the uh maybe i ask him do you have to travel with me this way and he won't leave he's basically just wants you to stay here 
but you're able to back away. I, I say okay. I'll stay with him. We can't split the party, though. That's very mm. bad. Oh, they yeah, say he's, that? He's already failed his attempt to possess you, so he's he, you're able to like move away. Okay. So we'll have to leave the brother here then. Um, All right. Can't stand with to go without me. I don't want yeah, to. As you, as you sort of move back, he sort of fades away, and the little body is left there. Uh, Bagmo, roll me Where's... a insight check. Or maybe religion, not insight. I guess religion. Because you asked, like, anything to put you at peace. Uh, maybe a proper burial, but other than that, you don't know. Maybe, uh, let me, I go back and I put the, the bones of both of them in my backpack. Okay, you pack up the bodies? Yep. All right, where's the secret door that I know about? Uh, you know that it is in uh, this room over here. Well, nowhere to go. In the storage room. room. Yeah, let me open the door for you all. It's a dusty chamber packed with old furniture, foot racks, standing mirrors, and dress mannequins shaped like dusty sheets. Uh, there's an iron stove underneath one of the sheets and a wooden trunk in the uh, corner of the room. I'm looking at the trunk. Okay. You open the trunk. Inside of the trunk is the uh, skeletal remains of a young woman. Uh, wrapped in a tattered bedsheet that is stained in blood. I want to try to find the passageway to the basement by hitting my hammer on the floor. And if I can okay. feel where there might be a an open spot. Bagmo knows where it is, but you're able oh, to... Oh, okay, never mind. Yeah. Alright, where's the door? Bagmo knows where it is from Rose's knowledge that's uh, possessing her right now, and the door is there, and you're able to open it up into a uh, spiral staircase that heads downwards. What's the... Uh, what is the ghost's name that is possessing Bagmo? Rosvalda. Rosvalda. Rosvalda, is it through here? No, the door's over here. Okay. Excellent. Yeah, you found the body of a young woman wrapped in blood-stained sheets inside of that trunk. Uh, that the remains bear a resemblance to the ghostly visage that previously you encountered. And, ladies and gentlemen. I think this is as good a place as any to end it for the night. 
Right. Who would have seen getting possessed by the ghost of a child? Spooky. I mean, if it would happen to anyone, it would happen to Bogomile. That's right. Probably she's true. That, she's open to that sort of thing, the spiritual connection. I hope everybody had a good time this evening. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry I forced that, that brew and side mission, but we needed, we might need some more cash. You might need you might need alcohol, <laughs> and we might need alcohol. So you never know. Well, that, this is a, a very creepy house, um, and I'm sure we will uncover yet more creepiness next week. Mm-hmm. We have to find out next week on parents who starved their children to death in an occult right. house. They a meant well. House. They thought they'd be right back. Yeah, they meant well. They still love their parents, even though they killed them. R.I.P. Them chillings. Good night, everybody. We'll see you guys. Good night. Good night. Well, that note. That note. <laughs> Good night.